Hello and welcome to the Three Pints Breading Podcast with myself, James the Bedesk, and Jerry Taylor from Jerry Taylor's Tips. Hello, Tom Love this evening. Uh, got a mechanical breakdown on the motorway, um, but he will be sharing his tips uh, and they will be added into the recording, so you're not going to miss anything. Jerry, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, James. Yourself? Yeah, all good. Uh, I think we had a pretty good, you know, obviously you weren't about yourself last week, we had a pretty good uh, set of results. Uh, I picked up three out of three uh, and Tom had a, a good a good return as well. So podcast three weeks in, definitely turning a profit and hope we can continue that today. Uh, do you want to kick off, mate, with your, your best bets from Scotland? Yeah, no bother. Um going to start off with um, up in north of Scotland, Peterhead are playing the surprise packages Dumbarton in League One in Scotland. Um, Dumbarton, all their data, um, the, their conversion rate, if you like, with their shots, you know, what they're actually scoring is very high. So I'm hoping that continues on into Saturday. It just, it looks like a game that there's going to be some goals in it. Um, Peterhead, the home team, the hosts, they've actually had seven goals, James, in uh, their four home games to date. Dumbarton, likewise, in their four aways today, they've scored seven goals as well. So, um, both teams to score has landed in five out of eight recently for Peterhead at home and uh, five out of seven for Dumbarton. So, I'm going to actually go for over two and a half goals in this one. Um, all, all four aways um, for Dumbarton have went over two and a half goals as well. So, Bet365 are offering 45, 1.80 for that. And I think that's decent, decent value there because Peterhead games do tentative goals. They were away, away from home last week to the the team that are top of the league, Queens Park, and they almost shocked the league leaders. They went two one ahead just after half time, and uh, you know to score two goals away from home against the the top the top team in the league, if you like, means they're in decent decent nick and decent fettle. So uh, I like the sound of that game for goals. That's my first pick. Um, over two and a half goals with bet three six five at four to five. 1.80. On to my second one in Scotland now, James. Um, Stirling Albion. Um, they're they're going up north to the Highlands um, against Elgin. Elgin are very inconsistent. They're, you couldn't predict the results. They seem to win one, draw one, lose one. They're, they've been missing their star striker the last few games, Kane Hester, so that usually has an impact in their performances. Stirling Albion, the last five games in uh, League Two we're in now, Stirling Albion have actually went four wins and one draw in the last five, so they're in a really great run of form. They started this season really well in the League Cup up here, the Betfred Cup, and then their form dipped at the very start of the league season, but they've got their stuff together again. Uh, the last five games, they've won four, as I say, they've drawn one. Um, XG-wise, they're really they're high up in the XG metrics. They're third for expected goals, third in the league at 1.40 per game. And away from home, they're actually second best for expected goals, 1.61. So they've got some good goal threats there. Dylan Mackins, their main man up front. And they've got a few other guys like Dale Carrick, etc., that can chip in as well. So Elgin, they've got the third worst expected goals against at 1.33. So I fully expect Sterling Albion. They're a nice price. They're 75 with Mansion Bet, 2.40. So it's a wee bit of a... Um, they're away from home still Albion but I like their chances they're in a good run of form they're a good you know they're playing well recently so I fancy them to get the better of Elgin so that's my second selection for uh, League 2 in Scotland um, 
My last selection is Scotland at the moment. Uh, might surprise a few people. Um, it's League One again. I'm going for Falkirk. Um, they're not in the best of form themselves. They've been to their supporters' disdain, they've been slipping down the league a wee bit as low as seventh, which for one of the top two or three favourites to win the league, um, they've not been in great form. But the team they're playing is, is triggering the bet here. The team they're actually playing is East Fife. East Fife are by far are the worst team in the league. They've been losing goals, particularly away from home, they've been losing goals for fun. They're, they're four away this season, James. They've lost three goals, five goals, five goals and three goals. So my bet here is actually going to be for Falkirk to score over two and a half goals, which is 74 with Paddy Power or Betfair, 2.75. Um, they're missing Callum Morrison to around December, I believe, Falkirk. He has their best player, but they have got a few other goal, th- goal threats there. They've got Aidan Keener, they've got Michael Ruth, they've got Aidan Nisbet, who's good when I went to see Falkirk. He played really well. So, it really is a must-win game for Paul Sheeran and Falkirk. They're at home. When I watched them, they blew away uh, Clyde 3-0 at home. East Fife are, are worse than Clyde so far this season, so you would think if Falkirk have got any aspirations to be getting up to the top end of the league where their fans believe they should be, they've got to really be getting you know, off the mark here quite quickly. So I'm expecting them to score a few goals, hopefully over two and a half team goals for Falkirk, and that would land as the wager at 74. So that's my main three Scottish picks this week, James. Thanks, mate. Um, we'll just dive into the EFL now. Um, firm believer, if it's not broke, don't fix it. So I'm going to look at Bournemouth, uh, another Bournemouth home game over two and a half goals. Uh, we banked profit last time when they played Luton. This time they've got Sheffield United. Um, spoke last time around Bournemouth at home. Um, they've got a decent home record, but all five home games have now been over two and a half goals. Uh, conceded in, in four of their five. However, if you look at the XG, um, they conceded 1.46 to QPR, 2.26 to Blackpool, 1.28 to West Brom, and 1.15 last week to Luton. Their overall XG is massively swung um, by Barnsley, when Barnsley just generated 0.06 at XG, and that's the only game that Bournemouth have won on the XG at home this season. Um, Looking at just uh, over three goals a game um, uh, for the home game to Bournemouth, um, they're great going forward. I mean, Solanke's on fire, he's got six in ten, but they've got other really good players. Brooks, and uh, Anthony, uh, Roger the Lad from Man City on loan, Chris Delo, Billings chipped in with four goals in nine matches. So they do, they do get bored and they do work really well. But defensively, as I say, that XG, they're conceding is, isn't clever. Uh, I think that, you know, they look at the fullbacks, they like to push on. Um, but then when you look at the underlying data defensively, um, third most shots on target in the box conceded. Only Blackpool and Hull have got worse still at home. Like same facts as last week. Um, and I think Shift United, I think after a slow start, they, you know, they struggled early on. They lost to Birmingham, they drew with Swansea, got beaten 4-0 by, by West Brom, lost Huddersfield and, and, and the nil nil at Luton. Then it clicked. They beat uh, Peterborough uh, 6-2, uh, got two goals, uh, 2-2 draw at Preston, uh, 1-3-1. Uh, they're just getting better. If you look at the XG they're generating over the last few games, uh, 2.93 at Derby, 1.65 against Hull, 1.61 at Preston, 4.14 at Posh. Um, so they are getting better. Uh, say one goal in their first five games, then they've scored 6-2, 3-1. Uh, and obviously a, a draw a blanket at Borough last game out. 
Um, do like their, their attacking players. I think Billy Sharp is still good at this level. Gibbs White, Brewster, McBurney, McGoldrick and Hurahan. You know, they're all good players. Uh, going forward, uh, fifth highest XG over home and away this season. Fourth um, shots from open play. Uh, most crosses uh, into the box than any other championship side. Third most touches in the box. Uh, and then when you start looking at their index, you know, their XP, and they're about 13th in the league at the moment. They probably should be about eighth based on expected points. Um, so I, I can see the same thing happening again. Bournemouth, I know they've drawn nil-nil, uh, you know, recording on Wednesday, they drew nil-nil tonight uh, at Posh. But Posh, don't forget, held uh, West Brom, uh, last-minute winning for West Brom there. So, so Posh aren't so bad at home. Um, but say, think Sheffield United will get on the score sheet here, but I can't see Bournemouth not doing the same thing. And this is, you know, uh, we can get 2.21 at the moment, on, a, on, on over two and a half goals here at Bournemouth. I think that might just increase, actually, given the fact they've drawn on Wednesday night nil-nil Bournemouth. So we might see a slight tick up there. Um, so I think 2.12, with the majority of bookies, over two and a half goals at Bournemouth versus Sheffield United is a decent bet. I think Ryan Christie at uh, Bournemouth signs a really good acquisition, James. Um, he was really good up here for Celtic. And um, I think at our level, championship level, he'll, he'll certainly... He'll push them on and give. He had a couple of assists uh, the last time out, uh, the game at the last weekend. Um, so I think he's really going to add something to them. Yeah, I mean, attacking wise, I think you know they've got so many options. Um, yeah. you know, Billing playing just behind Solanke, Brooks, you know, Anthony, you know, and say Christie. You've got uh, Jamal Lowe in there as well. Um, they've got so many options. I'm struggling to see how they fit them all in. I know they can't fit them all in, but yeah. I, I fancy them to go well, you know, uh, I think they'll be all right. Uh, I, I like them. The next bet I've got is uh, MK Dons to score one and a half goals uh, against Doncaster. This was over over, over even money uh, late last night and I put it into my private group uh, almost immediately after the result, set of results last night where, you know, uh, MK Dons scored three and Donny conceded six. Um uh, I was actually at the Ipswich uh, Doncaster game. As I say, Doncaster, one of the worst sides I've seen at League One level for a long, long time. If you look at MK Dons, uh, you look at their underlying metrics: uh, 1.60 xG, which is the best hope, so the best away xG in the division. Uh, this is a away stats only. They're first for goals scored, first for shots taken, first for shots on target, first for shots in the box, and first for shots in the box on target. Um, away from home, they scored two, four, one, three uh, at two point average, two point five goals a game. Um, they've got some really good players that you know I really like. Um, Troy Power, I think, is looking really good on loan from Spurs. Uh, they've got Max Waters, Elsa, and they've got Twain sitting just behind uh, the, the, whoever plays up, up top, probably Power and Waters. Uh, and you know, Twain got a hat trick midweek. He looks very good. Uh, the change in manager hasn't really impacted MK Dons. Um, they look they look like they're going to be challenging in and around the top six. Uh, currently sit third, um, just you know just four points off the top. I think they are. Um, Donny, they said Donny look in real trouble. Um, they couldn't even hold on to the ball really uh, against Ipswich midweek. Um, 1.45 xG against, um, <clears throat> which is you know there's only four sides got a worse home xG against in the league. Uh, they've now won one, drawn one, lost seven this season. Their output going forward is particularly poor, 0.62. 
And when you're not holding on to the ball, not creating much, it does just mean the ball just comes back and defensively they look all over the place. Um, was a little bit apprehensive about taking the bet. Wanted to see if Richie Wellens kept his job. Uh, all signs suggest that he will do. He will be in charge for the, for the game at the, at the weekend. Um, but when I look at my underlying metrics you know, and the sort of metrics that I, I, I like to pull together, um, I have him sort of 24th, 23rd for the majority of the attacking metrics, as I say, which means they can't retain the ball. Um, just two clean sheets all season. Um, but it's their top half uh, results, which are you know quite interesting. They've conceded in two in all of them. Uh, they did beat Morecambe, um, but say Morecambe had 11 shots that game, and next year 1.02. And they did draw with Pompey at home, but again Pompey that day also had 11 shots, generated you know, next year 1.62 as well. So I can't see Donny Donny doing much here. I, they'll try and keep it tight. The MK Dons are just on a roll. Um, you know they've only lost one game. That was you know two one at home to Sunderland. Since then they've just been great going forward, scoring goals at will and, and creating a number of chances. And I can't see anything different. So MK Dons to score two or more goals at Doncaster is currently one point nine one with Skybet. Yeah, it sounds good. I was just looking at Donny. They're kind of looking rock bottom at the moment. They've got the worst goal difference by a distance, and they're looking as if they could get tailed off soon at the bottom, right bottom place, don't it? Yeah, I mean, um, so I watch quite a bit of League One football and say they, they are, you know, they, they've been one of the worst sides I've seen in a long, long time. Uh, you know, watching a fair bit of League Two football and they wouldn't look out of place in mid-table in the bottom half of, of League Two. They looked devoid of ideas. Defensively, they weren't clever. You know, they, once they got the ball, you know, they, they didn't know what to do with it. They had no attacking outlet. And when you like that, the ball just comes back and then eventually the, the pressure pays. You know, MK Don's going to be full of, full of confidence after results that you know they've you know they've had in recent weeks. Well, Donny are going to be up against it. Um, potentially an, another defeat by another informed side of MK could be enough for Richie Wellens, and, they, and they, he could then get the bullet. And Mo, Mo Issa has been scoring for MK Don's again. Mo Issa hasn't he? Been getting yeah. a few scores goals wherever he goes. Scored a lot at Peterborough, and I think he was at Cheltenham before that, and scored goals regularly. Um, Scott Twine, I say, it looks to be pulling the strings. Um, but they've got a number of good uh, attacking out there. And, you know, it's hard to see how a side that generates so many chances like MK don't get opportunities against the worst side in the division. Well, that sounds good, mate. Uh, the last bit I'm going to take is uh, Accrington versus Ipswich. Uh, Ipswich draw no bet at 1.81 at Marathon Bet. Um, I've been trying to sort of get Ipswich on side most of the season um, and have held back um, 19 players they bought in in the summer. It's taken a little bit of time to really um, get themselves together, understand what Paul Cook wants. Paul Cook's had a, had a disastrous start. It's only six winning 25 games. Um, but there has been signs of improvement. Um, they've been waiting to get a few key players fit or, or or back from suspension. So they now play Burgess and Edmondson. Burgess came from Accrington, actually, and Edmondson came from Rangers. Um, those two now play centre-half. And since they've had those two you know, playing together, uh, with a change at right-backs, Nassian's come in uh, and Vincent Young has been dropped. Um, they've now conceded the last three games, XG against 0.41, 0.44 and 0.07. Um, that has improved again. Uh, Morsey started um, midweek, who's been signed from, from Middlesbrough, uh, who sits just in front of the back four, does the sort of the dirty work, 
picks the ball off the back four, protects them, just knocks the ball, you know, across, you know, to the fullbacks. Um, just they just look like they're going to start to gel. And I, I think everyone's expecting them to gel at some stage. It's always a case of just when are they? Uh, and given they've sorted out their defence and they got smashed 5-2 by Bolton, and since then, I think Paul Cook's gone back to drawing board. He's got players fit. Um, look at, you know, Bond's now got, I think he's now got seven in nine games, uh, seven goals in nine games. They've got Selena back. Edwards is now fit. Um, they've got so many options at switch. And I think they will start to kick on now. If you look at Accrington, decent, decent start. Um, they sit 12th. Um, but against the top half sides when they've played, uh, they've got a record of play five, won none, drawn one, lost four. So they've been doing all their better business and all their better results against the sides in, in the lower half. Uh, so, and the majority of their home games have been against sides in the bottom half. So they've beaten Cambridge, they've beaten Shrewsbury, they've beaten Doncaster. Well, all due respect to those three sides, I expect all those three sides to be down the bottom, you know, the bottom parts, the bottom third at least. And bottom six of the League One coming into the season. You look at their, you know, the stats. They, you know, remember they played those three bottom sides. Their underlying metrics isn't that clever. Uh, 1.19 xG, 11th best. Uh, 13 for goals against. They've only got, you know, the 10th for shots against. 12th for shots against. Shots on target against. Uh, 11th for shots in the box against. So it's not. I would expect them to have better underlying metrics given the quality of side they've played. Um, and they, they haven't been. Um, they're better than relegation candidates, Accrington, but they're going to be, you know, probably finish 12th to 16th would be my best guess. Coleman's a decent manager, got some good players. Bishop, uh, Mbongo, uh, McCovey is great for assists. Um, but when you start looking at the individual, their best player this season has been their goalkeeper. I think that shows you, you know, what, how they've managed to get some results. Um, if you look at the match, say, Accrington, 2.8 saves per game, Ipswich 1.8 saves game, which is the lowest in the division. So I, I can't, maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but I think Ipswich will start to kick on. I think they'll start to get better. They'll start to put you know sides away now. And now I can back Ipswich at 1.81 on a draw, no bet, meaning I get my money back. If it is a draw, I think that's quite a good, uh, quite a good bet. If you look at the sides that, that say Accrington have played. They lost to Sunderland, they lost to Wigan, they lost to MK Dons, they lost to Wickham, they lost to Oxford 5-1 midweek. Not saying Ipswich are at that level yet, but they're going to get better. They're going to be there or their backs coming in the season. So Ipswich draw no bet, 1.81 with Marison bet is my is my third and final bet in the EFL. Nice one. What you got for me, mate? Um, got a couple of selections in uh, England. I've got, um, first of all, Gillingham against Wigan. Um just a thing that took my eye when I was going through the numbers of stats on this one. Both teams have just about scored in every league game. The only Gillingham let it down one of the games, but basically they've scored in every other game. Wigan have scored in every other game. They came unstuck last night, Wigan. They, they lost 2-1, as we were discussing earlier before the, we started recording. They lost out last night to Sheffield Wednesday, but apart from that, they've been good form, Wigan. Um, they've got plenty of players chipping in with goals, Charlie Wake, etc., etc., Gillingham as well, you know, as I said, they've scored in every game bar one. So you're getting a nice even money price here um, for both teams to score here with Mansion Bet 2.0. So I think that's going to be my first uh, selection in England. My second one, James, is going to be um, Ross Stewart to score any time for Sunderland. Again, he got on the score sheet with a, a brace last night in Sunderland's 5-0 win against Cheltenham. 
He's now got seven goals. We've discussed him before. He's he's a fair old bet. I think he was fifty to one pre-season to to top the charts, the scoring charts in League One in England. Um, big tall young guy down for Scotland. He's he's doing well at that level. He'll, he'll bang in plenty more this season. He's ninety four or three point two five with Paddy Power or Betfair to score away from home uh, for Sunderland this weekend at, at Pompey at Portsmouth. Um, as I say, he's going well. Um, I expect him to score plenty more so I think that's a nice price on him with Paddy Power and Betfair just to go on the score sheet at any time so that's my two selections in England this weekend Yeah I like that um, I think you know I, I, without giving the game away I almost had Wigan win and both teams to score as my long shot uh, I like Wigan I think they're going to be good um, yeah. surprised they lost to Sheffield Wednesday um, to be honest yeah, surprised you know, Sheffield Wednesday doing okay, but underlying metrics isn't great. For me, they look like they're going to struggle to score a lot of goals. Um, so what's surprising that result midweek? And I, I think we all bounce back. They look one of the better sides in the division as far as I can see. Uh, do you have a long shot for us? Yeah, it's one of the divisions, isn't it, that you've got to kind of let teams have a bad day at the office because they can't win every single game. They're going to have a few bloody noses, a few defeats, especially when it's you know midweek weekend, midweek weekend games, isn't it? Fast and furious, the games coming thick and fast. Yeah, yeah I've got a, a long shot or two here. I know you're, you and Tom dipped into the, the outsiders' long shots last week in my absence, so I've picked one out. It's it's a team I'm intrigued with. They're in League Two in Scotland, Stenhouse Muir. Um, they're pretty much at the bottom of the league, but their data sort of says different things to what their actual results do. But the thing that intrigues me about them is their corners. Um, Sky better giving us a little bite on the corners up here in Scotland this season, as I've touched on before. But if I just go through Stenhouse Muir's corners at home when they're they're, they're playing at home, um, they've scored. Sorry, they've they've gained eight corners, seven corners, five corners, and twelve corners. So, in their four home ma- matches, you know they're really healthy for gaining corners. Eight, seven. Five and twelve. Now they're up against Forfar, who are quite streetwise. They get relegated down to League Two from League One um, last season. They're probably going to finish in the top four, Forfar, and they probably will probably win this game. But Stenhouse Muir corners. Just looking at some of the the brackets that Skybet have got for eight corners, eight corners plus four to one for nine corners plus. This is for Stenhouse Muir. It's seven to one, so it's maybe worth a, some loose change, a couple of quid. Um, just on you know the speculation that Stenhouse Muir do what they usually do and uh, gain a lot of corners. You know, as I say, they totals at home. They're getting a minimum of five, a maximum of twelve in their four uh, home games corner wise. So they play with wide men. They have a lot of attempts at goal, but they've not really had the points that their shots have deserved. So um, just going to play the corners rather than the one two x with this one. So um, it's maybe guys want to have a wee look at that. eight corners plus for Stenhouse Muir's four to one. Nine corners plus is seven to one with Sky Bet. Oh, I love a corner bet. I think I'll be having a little a little dabble on that. Um, my long shot uh, is going to be Swindon to beat Bristol Rovers and both teams to score. Uh, you can get this at about seven point zero with most bookies. Uh, I still think the bookies are pricing up Bristol Rovers as a promotion contenders. And I think the underlying data suggests they're not playing as such. Um, I'm a bit of a data geek, so I like to pull a number of stats together, and then I can weight those depending on how I feel that you know they they have 
are more significant or, or, or less significant. And I have Bristol Rovers at home, uh, 22nd or 21st position. So sort of bottom to three or four in, in, in there. Swindon away, I had them 11. So straight away, I've, you know, I've started to see a little bit of a, a sway. Um, Swindon away, seventh on expected points. Uh, they actually got the second best away record or, or the most points per game. Uh, whereas Bristol Rovers, I had the 19th um, on expected points uh, and the 13th home uh, record. So they're probably overachieving where they should be. Uh, and I think that's down to the fact that they, they have big in Oldham and Crawley at home. Uh, but a little look at uh, that, you know, they, they beat Crawley 1-0, generated 0.4 xG, conceded 1.35. So very fortunate to, to beat that, to beat Crawley. They've also lost the XG against Warsaw and they lost the XG against Oldham. So they're three wins this season. So they're not playing particularly well. Metrics across the board, I had them well below mid-table. Um, so 21st XG of just 0.84 per game uh, and 20th XG against 1.26. You look at the squads, it's quite an old ageing squad. Pittman was good a number of years ago. Leon Clark, Glenn Whelan. So players that have got experience. Uh, I know Pittman scored a couple of goals, but it's, it's not a side that you'd, you'd want to really sort of, you know, pin, pin your hat to. Uh, you know, Joey Barton, it's, you know, it's quite a fierce rivalry between Swindon and, and, and the Bristol sides. Uh, I'm just you're not sure that, that Joey Barton, under pressure as he is at the moment, is have the right kind of mentality to be able to deal with this, this game and the pressure that's mounting on Bristol Rovers. Swindon, uh, away from home, 1-2, drawn 2, haven't lost a game. Um, they're a mid-table side. I know people wrote them off at the start of the season because they had their issues with their transfer embargo and couldn't buy players in. But they've, brought, they've got in some really good players. Um, second for shots, seventh for shots on target, fifth for goals scored. Um, so they're good going forward. I like them going forward. Uh, Simpson, who's on loan for Ipswich, has had some rave reviews. We've got Jack Payne. We've got Johnny Williams, who's just been called up into the full Welsh squad playing for them. Uh, he's back and fit this weekend. Anthony Grant also back this weekend. Harry McKinley also back. So they've got some players coming back, um, which I think will add some quali real quality to, to their squad. And then defensively, they're not clever at all away from home. So 22nd in the division for XG against, 17th for shots on target. Um, so they are conceding goals, but I do think they might have a little bit too much for Bristol Rovers. So both teams to score and Swindon to win is 7.0 across most bookies, and that's my long shot of the weekend. Leafs, please. Yeah, I mean, I was saying I wasn't have Wigan both teams to score and uh, and to win uh, against Jules, um, but you've already touched on that bet as well, so I, I'm quite keen on that as well. But yeah, Swindon winning both teams score looks like it, it could could give us a good one for our money. That's it's, you know eight eight. It's it's a decent bet. So um, anything else, or or shall we call it there? No, that's that sounds. I've covered everything. I think there, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. So as I say, so Tom, Tom will be uh, be uh, recording his bets separately, and we're adding those in before the podcast goes last. Um, but please, you know, we all run our own individual private groups. Please look us up on Twitter. Um, say the betting desk, Jerry Taylor's tips, and Tom Love at We Are Betting Gold. Um, feel free to interact us on Twitter. Um, and good luck with your punting. Speak to you all next week. Thank you. Hi there guys, Tom Love here from We Love Betting Gold. Just going to chuck in a few of my shouts for this week's podcast. Starting in Italy, I'm going to go to Verona against Spezia, which is on Sunday. 
I'm expecting this to be quite a lively game. Uh, I like the look of goals. And it's both teams to score and over two and a half goals at even money with Bet365, which is the standout player here for me. Uh, gone are the days of Catanaccio in Italy. I mean, it's one of the best leagues, if not the best in my opinion, uh, in terms of entertainment at least. And Serie A, it's been great again this season for goals. 60 matches played, 194 goals scored. That's an average of 3.23 per game. I think that must be the highest in in Europe, in the major leagues anyway. And uh, these two have been uh, party to that, uh, especially Verona, who last season, they were quite dour. Uh, they were quite defensive under Ivan Juric, who did a good job, uh, set them up quite defensively and kind of built from the back. And uh, they were all about clean sheets, keeping games tight, uh, low margin affairs. But this season, since Juric has left to Torino, they've been very... Um, very attack-minded, and they've been just as good going forward as they've been bad at the back. So, yeah, I do like the look of goals in this game. It was Eusebio Di Francesco who took over. He had a poor start to the season, and he's already been replaced by the former Udinese boss, Igor Tudor, um, which is a, a decent enough appointment. But uh, I, I can just see their kind of form carrying on uh, in terms of goals at both ends. Even with the change of manager, they've still been entertaining. 3-2 win over Roma, a 2-2 and a 3-3 away at Salernitana and Genoa as well. So that means both teams to score and overs has copped in five of six Verona games this season. Um, despite them losing Zaccagni, who went to Lazio, who was one of their better players, they've still got the likes of Kevin Lasagna, Giovanni Simeone, Antonio Barak, Nikola Kalinic, Ivan Illich from Manchester City, which is a nice pickup, and Gianluca Caprari too. So they've got plenty of options going forward, more than they did have last year. And yeah, I'm just I'm just looking at them from a defensive standpoint without Juric, and they look a bit of a mess. Uh, they've conceded two or more goals in five of six games, and three or more in three of six, which is you know, pretty shocking. And then you're looking at the other side here in Spezia, who are a team that I don't rate defensively either. Uh, Thiago Motta is the man at the helm now, and I'm not sure he's going to be a good manager for them. I don't think he's up to the task, if, if I'm honest, uh, at the minute anyway. They've lost four of six, conceded in every game, conceded two or more in four of six. But they have scored in every away game, which is quite interesting, with the likes of Yassi up front. Uh, very lively players, Verde as well. And both teams to score on overs has copped in five or six of their games too. So collectively looking at 10 of 12 where this bet has landed. So a repeat this week in Verona is even money with bet 365. That's both teams to score on over two and a half goals. And I'm just going to head into League 2 for my other two bets. Starting with uh, the team that I support, Bradford City. They're at home against Rochdale. And I, I like the look of um, corners in this match. Uh, the corner market's not ones that I tend to go into, but having watched Bradford um, at home, they've been racking up the corners, and it's easy to see why. Um, they're very direct. They like to get the wing-backs overlapping. Obviously, the the crowd factor at Valley Parade kind of draws them forward. And, yeah, they've hit, they've hit some really high corner counts, especially at, at home, six against Oldham. 10 against Stevenage, 13 against Walsall, and 8 against Barrow, which is very strong. 
Uh, and they're coming up against a Rochdale side that I've been impressed with this season. Um, I, I, I think that they're going to come here and try and uh, go for the win because Bradford aren't in great form. So I'm expecting quite quite an entertaining game, actually. I think there could be um, corners at both ends, plenty of shots. And, yeah, uh, over nine and a half corners is four to five with Bet365. Seen a little bit of money. It was five to six earlier in the week. Um, but I still think that's a, a nice bet. It's landed in 78% of Bradford games, 67% of Rochdale games. So I, I'd probably have it more like a four to six shot. Um, if you want to be a bit braver, maybe take something like over 12 and a half at a bigger price. If you just want to kind of split your stakes accordingly there, I think that would be absolutely fine too. But the main bet will be over nine and a half corners at Valley Parade as Bradford take on Rochdale. And finally, um, just in uh, League 2 again, I'm going to go to Brunton Park, Carlisle versus Forest Green. And I like the look of goals here. It's both teams to score at 10 to 11 with Mansion bet, which is the bet for me. Um, I do like Carlisle under Chris Beach. I think they're 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 an attacking side. They they've managed to keep hold of the best players. They've actually signed up uh, two two of the best players in Callum Guy and John Mellish, the midfielders, onto new contracts recently, which is a great sign for the Cumbrians. And I think that. They're, they're a team that are going to improve. They're a team that took plenty of shots last season and it's kind of continuing this season. Um, but I, they're a team that I do think will start to pick up uh, as the season goes on. And Forest Green, they've had an excellent start to the season. I think the top of the league, um, scoring plenty of goals with Matt and Stevens up front. Nicky Cadden on the wing is a, an excellent player, way too good for this league. And yeah, I think they're stacked going forward. So... Carlisle at home, they're bound to put on the pressure, kind of launch balls into the box and uh, just play quite efficient uh, football. Pretty similar to West Brom, I think, in their style. Very kind of aggressive and attack-minded, whereas Forest Green on the break, uh, I think they can they can cause any team in this league problems. So I was surprised to see both teams to score at 10 to 11. Uh, probably have that more, more like a 4 to 5, maybe even shorter than that. And just a goal scorer in this one as well, if he does start. A player that scored twice midweek in the EFL Trophy. Uh, they signed this lad on loan from Aston Villa after really impressing in their youth setup. A really good youth setup that they've got there. A real coup for them. And he's not really started many league games, but I think his brace midweek should hopefully mean that he starts. And that's Brad Young, the striker. Um, very lively. You know, he, he can sniff goals in the box, scored two kind of uh, tappings really um, from short range uh, midweek. And I think that with the supply from the likes of Callum Guy and Mellish and the wingers and Dickinson, uh, I think that they can they can uh, possibly score a couple here. And if Young does start, he's 3-1 to one with Betfair to score any time, which I think is a really big price. Um He's been prolific in the youth ranks for a very strong Villa and uh, I think that it's his time to kind of start playing regularly now for, for Carlisle. So just wait on team lineups for that because he might not start. Uh, if he doesn't and he comes on, maybe look at him in play. Uh, but yeah, if he does start 3-1 to one on Brad Young to score any time, will be my goal scorer pick of the week. So just to recap, uh, a couple of bets from me. One in Syria, 
Both teams have scored over two and a half goals in Verona versus Spezia. And then a couple from week two. I'm going to take over nine and a half corners in Bradford versus Rochdale. I'm going to take both teams to score in Carlisle versus Forest Green. And Brad Young to score any time in that game too at three to one if he does start. So that's it for this week's podcast. Thank, thanks so much again for tuning in. Um, makes it all worthwhile. And hope you enjoy your weekend.